Hello and welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. My name is Carly Wilford. We're in London today and we're talking to the always amazing Alice D. Alice holds a very special place in the history of Women in Pop magazine. She was the very first interview in our very first issue. She's also a first grade pop star who has released some pretty damn good music over the past couple of years, which she's going to tell us a little bit more about over the course of today's show. Alice, how are you? Welcome. Hello. That was amazing, that introduction. (laughs) There we go. No, honestly, um, I've been talking, well, researching and finding out so much about you. And I have to say, your voice is insane. And you're one of those people that I found, I was like, oh my God, you have the brightest future ahead of you. That's very sweet. Thank you. It must be, it must feel really amazing to see your music online and, you know, step back sometimes and look at how far you've come. Yeah, sometimes you just forget what like what you have done and how much you have achieved because um, you always think, oh, I'm waiting for that big like moment for things to go, like, break for you. Um, so you kind of forget about all the, like, your journey along the way. Um, but when you take a step back and you look at it, it is, it's been great. And you were there right at the beginning of Women in Pop mm-hmm. on the very first front of our first issue. How important yeah. was that for you back, back then? Incredible to have, like, a four-page spread and... Um, backing from a magazine I've never had that before and for it to be women in pop you know so important for women and female empowerment in the music industry um, it was incredible yeah so I want to spend some time today with you really finding out more about you as a person and how important music's been in your life so I really love to cast it right back Mm -hmm. to the very beginning let's take it right back to the start I want to know when you first connected with music, how old were you and where were you? Let's paint a bit of a picture of this. Um, I've always, always loved music, but my first proper memory of like actually writing music and singing and stuff was when I was 11. I was um, with my dad and we wrote a song together. Hang on, just like that, you and your dad sat down and were like, right, let's, uh, you know, let's just write a song. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, my dad's very <laughs> musical. My dad loves music as well. Like, he always influences me, influenced me throughout my childhood and growing up with music. So he always had, like, a little setup in his room. And, um, yeah, we just recorded something there. Just something very basic, but... So were you singing before that? Did you know that you had a good voice growing up? Did you do stuff like that at school? Yeah, school in primary school I was in a lot of plays and I was in the choir. So I thought I had a, quite a good voice. Yeah. Um, and then when I was secondary school, I was in, again in the choir and every um, end of term there would be like a jazz concert that I used to always do, um, get up and do a little song with a proper band behind us. So that was amazing. That kind of thing. And so when you then sat down with your dad when you were 11, let's talk about the song that you made. What was it like? Oh, God. The <laughs> lyrics were really not great. Um, extremely strange talking about, I'll be your lover, I'll be your friend, when I was like 11, <laughs> so it's a bit weird. Um, but no, it was, it was fun. I, I really loved, yeah, just the recording process was always really fun, even back then when I was 11, so... And how was it doing that with your dad? Like, that's super special. Yeah, it is special. Like, I've got a a special bond with him when it comes to music. We're always showing each other new artists and playing new music to each other, and we kind of connect. I I know what songs he would love and vice versa, so. So growing up, you had a very musical household. For a start, you're writing songs with your dad at 11. That's incredible. Mm. 
but your mum is in Banana Rama. That's major. Yeah, it is incredible. She is um, a massive inspiration to me, but um, she is just my mum. You know, it's not anything like mental or crazy. Like it's just every day today, just my mum. Still probably tells you if your room's a mess or. Oh my god! You know. yeah. <laughs> And has that, has that inspired you? Like, obviously, your mum paving the way. Have you looked at her and gone, OK, you know, this is who I hold up as being someone that's very special to me within that? Yeah, definitely. My mum's an incredible role model when it comes to, you know, the career that she's paved, her whole the whole attitude, do what you want, have an opinion, um, make the choices you want to make. That's all very inspirational to me. And, yeah, she's a real role model. Do you make music together? Have you made music together? Uh, she sometimes plays me things and gets my opinion on it. Um, we haven't actually sat down and wrote anything together. We're a very different kind of sound. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, we. I play her my stuff and she gives me critique. Because the thing is, I meet so many musicians and sometimes they're growing up and they're doing stuff in their bedroom, right? And they're mm. doing it on their own and they don't have anyone to share that with. Yeah. So that must be really special to be able to sit there and be like, right, what do you think of this? And yeah, be able to get definitely. proper constructive feedback mm -hmm. um, or big ups, actually. People yeah. turning around and being like, actually, that's amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. continue. And you know that people know what they're talking about. Yeah. No, it's great. It's fantastic to have her insight and her guidance. Um for me and my career it's yeah it is great so growing up for you how important was music in your house yeah very important I kind of grew up in in the music world basically um always just traveling around going to shows and stuff uh with my mum to go and watch her and my dad was very much a kind of a soul man, the soul kind of music was uh, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, that kind of stuff. So I had that. And then my mum loved like the Smiths, David Bowie, wow. uh, like Prince. So it was like a real mixed bag of music that was always being played. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. Were there any standout tracks that were playing back then that you look back and you remember really fondly or you remember moments that really stood out for you? Prince, uh, Most Beautiful Girl in the World. Mm-hmm. My mum my mom and dad used to play that to me when I was a baby, when I was little. I was used to love that song. So what were standout shows that you went to when you were growing up? I've always gone to live music gigs and festivals. I've always loved that. Since I was like 14, I used to go to underage, not underage, sorry, all ages they were called. <laughs> <laughs> Before, for, um, oh my God. So people that weren't 18, you could go to loads of free gigs and watch artists and upcoming talent and... Uh, yeah, that was fantastic, being able to see that kind of stuff. Um, I remember seeing Beyonce a few years ago, and that was incredible. That was really special. Like, she's incredible. Um, did you watch Baychella? Baychella, I did. Wow. I was blown away. Bought the Me levels, and my mum watched it. What? <laughs> yeah. It was just incredible. I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. The band, the dancers, 
Just the just, thought. And the whole message of the performance was just, yeah. How important is it for artists to take opportunities like that? Because some people just turn up and so many artists can be really lazy when it comes to, right, I'm just going to go and I'm going to put my logo on a backdrop yeah. and I'm just going to perform. She did not do that. That's she did I mean. the opposite. She did the opposite. That's what I was saying to my mum. When you see Beyonce, she really gives a proper show and it's not lazy and it's so much thought has gone into that. And she has children. I know. Lots of them. She and has 10-month-old <laughs> twins and it's like incredible. How do you look like that? And how do you have time to think of a concept? And it's also the detail, like it's the colour that she was mm. wearing. And oh my God, The yeah. colours that everyone was wearing and now yeah. all of a sudden yellow is just yes. trending all over the world <laughs> and people are running into shops to go and love buy it. it. But um, I love that it was just a little crop jumper and the, the jean shorts for a lot of it. it was, and the boots. And the boots, oh my God, those <laughs> shoes. Yeah, it was just, uh, but also the musicality behind it, mm. the fact that you could sit back and you were watching the brass section at the back yeah, dancing. Love Absolutely love like, brass band. Like, come on. It was wicked. It was amazing. It was so good. Um, okay, so why I want to know a little bit about going back in the day, we're just going to reflect a little bit more, is what was the first song that you connected with and what did it mean to you? I think it would have to be like Michael Jackson's back catalogue because I just that reminds me of my childhood and even now like last night when I was in an Uber Michael Jackson uh, Billie Jean came on and just like transports me back to being a child like just my dad I was a massive fan so just always had that as my like soundtrack so I guess that was the first time as a child was like literally Michael Jackson <laughs> music and what is it about Michael Jackson that's so special like, that was uh, so special and still is you know just his creativity his voice just everything, just so innovative, his style, it's just, just one of a kind. Just like, his music seems so timeless as well. Yeah, timeless, I was sure. just on holiday and they were playing the greatest hits album when we were by the pool mm. and I was just loving it. Yeah, I love it. Because you're just like, you know, the production, mm. the quality of the music yeah. was incredible as well, which I think is really yeah, important definitely. nowadays. I think a lot of artists, especially new artists, can rush to put music out because they feel like they have to have something out. Yeah, no, and it's better you, to take your time. For sure, properly. for sure. And then you look back at the greats and that's what they did. Mm. They couldn't just put things out. They had to get it mixed mm. and mastered properly and really yeah. spend time with proper musicians building things, yes. you know. Um, your journey has been quite organic. Mm -hmm. um, how important has that been for you? Well, I feel like only now that I'm ready to, I know the sound I want to make. And, you know, when you're younger, you don't really know what you, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. And you're kind of experimenting and working with loads of different people, just trying to find your feet. So I feel like now that I'm fully ready and equipped to, you know, kind of take on the industry, I guess, and I know what direction I want to go in, I know the kind of sound. So, yeah, it's good to do it in that organic way so you kind of, you get to learn who you are, basically, as an artist. The thing is, a lot of musicians as well, and probably has happened with you, you're, you're kind of growing up as well yeah. within the industry. And so as you're growing up, you're learning so much about yourself. Mm -hmm. And then obviously your voice changes, your sound changes. Yeah, yeah, and so... Things always happen as they're meant to. If you can hold out like you have mm. and then roll with things, then stuff comes your way. Yeah, definitely. In the right way. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about when did you first know that you wanted to follow music as a career? Um, like I say, I did music since I was a child, like always loved it. Um, then I went to university. What did you study? History of art. Nice. Nothing to do with music. Well, kind but I of. Loved it. it kind of does, sort well, of. Actually, I guess, yeah, music and art. Kind they of. kind of connect. Yeah, kind of connect. <laughs> um, uh, but then 
my friend Oscar Scheller, he's a musician himself. He's a producer as well. Uh, so when we were really young, we just started basically experimenting and just writing some songs together. And then I thought, you know, this is something I really enjoy. So it was like from then on, I was just like pursuing, like always trying to find people to work with and get in the studio and just writing in my spare time. Do you play instruments? I do not. I tried. <laughs> what I did you try? When I was 14, I played, or I tried to play the piano, but everyone in the class was like eight years old. So I was like, it's 14-year-olds, <laughs> like eight-year-olds, and it was just not good. I wish I could, because I love it, I love it, but I just, I don't know. When you collaborate with people, mm-hmm. because obviously I want to go on to talk a little bit about, you've worked with Joe McQuilly and Route 73. Mm. How do you change as an artist when you collaborate with people? I prefer to work on the music and the production as together. I don't really like to be given a song and then write over it. Like the lot of stuff I've done recently is working completely together and starting from scratch on a song. Um, like no disrespect to anybody I've worked with, but sometimes they it, they have a, a specific kind of sound they want and how they want it to be and what they want it to sound like something else. It doesn't want it to be like, original kind of thing I way prefer to work on right from the beginning on a song like I love that writing and producing and yeah together who's been your favorite person you've collaborated with so far Oscar Oscar Scheller like I've just done uh, my new EP with him fully with him just me and him like starting each song from scratch like I'd have an idea and we'd go in and we'd build it together and it was I love that kind of process so let's talk about some of your early releases. Okay. Oh, How God. different are they to the music that you're creating now? And what are the differences? Very different. The stuff with Joey McCrilly, um, that was very housey dance. And that's great. That's, like, no disrespect to that. Like, he's the first guy that kind of gave me a chance, I guess, you know, to write. And one of the songs I did with him was played on BBC Radio 1 Extra, so that was really cool. Everything was quite upbeat, um, house dance, which... It's, it's completely changed now. It's a, a lot um, more dark, sombre. <laughs> um, there's some more upbeat stuff uh, on the EP, so it's not everything's going to be, like, slow. The, the thing is, though, with music, it connects to people in different ways, mm. and sometimes people need to hear a bit of hard-hitting reality, actually. Yeah. And, you know, we went through a massive phase where house music and featured artists and stuff was a massive thing yeah, we yeah spoke that, of, mm. and that was probably the time when yeah I think it was yeah it was that was the kind of sound and I loved it at the time it was great but um I, li- I like writing over like more not sad not sad music but just I find it easier to connect to music that has I guess you have to you have to connect to the music essentially and sure when you're involved right from the beginning of the process of somebody making that music um it's a lot more you know, it's easier to write but also when you listen to your music now you can really see and hear that you've found your lane and that type of sound really works well with your voice and the tone of your voice mm. as well so yeah. you know maybe that's what it is all of these other sessions that you've collaborated with mm. on and releases you've done early on are helping you were helping you to get to where you are now yeah, for sure. It's all building blocks and it's all a journey and it's experimenting and trying things out. Like when you, as I'm older now, it's all those like the previous blocks that I've gone through is now made me secure and know what I want to do now musically. So talking of some of your older tracks, let's take it back to this one. This is only you. I want to make it, baby, I want to make it. 
so that was Only You. Tell us a little bit about that track. Um, so that was with Toy Boy and Robin. Who are, I know those two little yeah. reprobates. Yes, they're funny guys. <laughs> they're so funny. Yeah, they always seem nice. to pop up at random yes, festivals. I always just randomly see them. It's just like, oh, <laughs> you again. <laughs> really happy. They're yeah, both really they're happy. Great. They were really great. I met them through Joey McCrilly. So when I worked with him on the couple of songs, I did Real Few and Sweet Embrace with Joey on his EP and Toyin and Rob uh, remixed, uh, which one was it? Sweet Embrace. They remixed that for us. So that was really cool. That's how I met them. And then went to their studio in Shoreditch and they had this song. And that was that. Okay, so I want to know, out of all of the music that you've made, mm -hmm. what's been a pivotal track for you? I think my latest thing, I, I Don't Know You, that I did with Eddie Jenkins, because that's the first song that I feel represented me as like an artist and the kind of music I wanted to make and the direction that I wanted things to go in. So that mm. was like a, a pivotal point. So I understand, is this the one with the really cool video that I've seen? Yeah. That you had... Almost an all-female crew on that. Yeah, I did, yeah. All my best girlfriends worked on it. So that was great. That was fantastic, actually, because I was able to... Like, everyone has their own skills and their own talents, and we all kind of brought it together to make something really great, I think. And what was the atmosphere and energy on the shoot like with that? That must have been so much fun. It was really fun, but it was really professional. Like, everyone was really in their zone, because people do that for their, like, careers. For sure. Um, like, working in film and stuff like that, and... So it wasn't like messing about or anything. It was very like up at 5am and getting on with it. And But no, it's great to do it with your friends. It was really, really fun. And it must be really proud when you sit back and realise that all of you collectively created that as a group of pals. Yeah. That's I'm, so cool. Yeah, I'm so grateful for them to, you know, do that. You know, they took time out of their own schedules and their work schedules to, you know, come up with a concept and do the art direction and recce places to film it. You know, they... They were a really amazing group of friends. So not only did all of your mates work on the video, mm -hmm. you crowdfunded it. So all of your yeah. listeners and all of your fans helped you pay for the video. Yes, I know. It's incredible because when you start that sort of thing, it's like, is anybody going to believe in this? Is anybody going <laughs> to donate? And they all did. And then Women in Pop also donated. So thank you very much. <laughs> you made this come to life. <laughs> Let's talk about the song then. Mm -hmm. What's it all about? Um, I don't know you. It's just about kind of the a breakup, but I wanted to make the message um, the woman is still kind of empowered, like you don't owe him anything. And when you talk about these things, is this your own personal experience or this could be anybody's experience? Is this something that you went through personally? Uh, God, yeah, there's definitely... <laughs> I could definitely relate to what I've, what, I'm, what I've written for sure, but I think it is kind of a, a universal thing that people have gone through. And then when you then perform that mm -hmm. how does that make you feel when you're talking about stuff that touches on stuff that's actually happened to you in your life yes yeah, it's, it's it was therapeutic to write and it's great to see that people responded to it so well and they can connect to it that's always really special and people connect to your music especially songs that mean so much to you do you have people reach out to you about your music and say that yeah, on social media, they say they love the song and they love the video and they can relate to the 
lyrics and yeah that's great it must be so crazy as well to sit there one day and be like right I'm just writing a track for me because mm. I don't want to get this off my chest or I want to talk about this subject yeah. or my mate's been through something yeah and then all of a sudden you kind of drop that into the ocean of the music mm-hmm. industry and then it's out there touching people in yeah. different ways I love that that's, it, that's the beauty of music let's play that track now do you know that it ain't right too many sleepless nights as I wait How does it feel whenever you hear that track play back to you? I love that song. It's one of my, yeah, obviously one of my favourite songs that I've ever done. And yeah, just I just really connect to it. And it's special for me because it's like the first uh, song as an artist that represents me. And then I've got like the music video for it. So it's a lot of like great feelings with that. Have you had it played on radio yet? I have. On Were you in the car? Did you listen to it? No, I was at home with my mum and I knew when it was going to come on and I was just turned it up on the TV, had the radio on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> had it full blast and my mum filmed my reaction. It was just me screaming. It's quite embarrassing. I didn't put it up. But it must be quite special though when you actually have that moment. You're like, yeah. hang on a minute. Well, it's my voice and everyone yeah. can hear my voice and my song. Yes. It was amazing. And I'm sure that's going to be just the start of it. Because fingers crossed. <laughs> the weirdest thing is that once it reaches radio, it then reaches shops. Like you'll be out shopping and then hear your voice in the background yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that is the dream. Yeah, for sure. That's completely within reach. So new music, let's talk about that. What can we expect? Is it more of the sound that you've been making? Are things going to evolve? Are you collaborating with anyone cool? It is solely with Oscar. That's the awesome. That is so great that I kind of started you know, my journey with him and then it's like on a full circle and I'm kind of starting a new chapter with the music I want to make, the direction I want to go in with Oscar. So, um, yeah, it's very similar vibes to I Don't Know You, but the songs are a bit different. You know, some are upbeat, not everything is sad and gloomy. (laughs) Um, And I'm really, really pleased with how it's all come together. Like, I feel like it's a real collaborative project. Like, I've worked with him on all the music and all our ideas together. And, yeah, I'm really pleased with the outcome. So with Women in Pop, obviously, we've championed you since the very start. I know. And, you know, I really believe that we're living through one of the most pivotal times right now Mm -hmm. for women within the music scene. Definitely. How important do you think our time is right now? We've had so much happen with all the Me Too conversations yeah. and, you know, people speaking up about lineups and different balances within that. And Yeah, I was just know. saying to my mum in the car, actually, just like in Wireless Festival. Terrible. Terrible. It's like <laughs> three women on the lineup, and it's like over the course of three days, you've chosen three women to to perform. I think that's disgraceful. Um, at, at in, the Lon- in London, which is supposed to be one of the most yeah, cosmopolitan exactly. cities in the world and mm. actually has some incredible yeah. musicians yeah. from every walk of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like a lot of women throughout um, throughout time in the music industry, they're never kind of given the credit 
they deserve, they deserve um they're never kind of respected as much as men i feel never held up as like produce like amazing producers musicians artists writers all just kind of played down i think there has been a change though for sure like with the times up movement me too like that's coming into conversation like women's issues and there's lots of things happening now like platforms for women in music like there's a festival called girl cult festival um hosted by galore and that's like a music festival for female empowerment and it's got like guest speakers like tyra banks spoke there Sick. and had loads of just like female performance so i think there are things happening to change Right, females that are smashing it in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. Who are you loving? Who are you listening to? Um, I love Georgia Smith. Oh She's my God, amazing. yes. I saw her live recently and she was fantastic. Who else? Sinead Harnett's great. I've loved her from the beginning. She's really cool. Um, I love the American artist Kalela. I know I've said that wrong. She's done a video. Kalela or something. Yeah, how to pronounce her name. I know I'm saying it wrong, but I love her stuff. I've loved her for years. Yeah. Kind of the futuristic R&B thing. Um, there's a lot of female, UK female talent is brilliant. Like Ray, yeah, Mabel, Anne-Marie. There's like, there's loads coming out. Anne-Marie's up. smashing it. Mm. And Dua Lipa. Oh, yes. Like, I love her. She's love great. Love her. She's got swag as well. Yeah, I love her whole vibe and her look and everything's... Right. She has real poise with the way that she conducts herself and then she just comes out and brings it. And mm. I really like the lyrical stuff in in her songs too. Mm-hmm. Really good. It really speaks to yeah. you know, girls. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about women that came before us then. So women from the past, some legends. Mm-hmm. Um, who's inspired you the most? Who would stand out as, as women from back in the day who have really paved the way? Bananarama. I love them, obviously, but... Um, Think about what they did at a time as well. It's exactly what we're talking about. What, Bananarama? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because they paved the way um, for female artists. Um, the whole ethos, the whole attitude. Yeah. Something that was fantastic. And um, I can't imagine it was easy either. No, my mum has always said it was completely male-dominated, so if they kind of spoke out... Um, or wanted thing, to do things their way, they were kind of looked on as being difficult or... Yeah. Yeah. I used to love Whitney Houston. Oh, yes. Her voice. Wow. Her voice is just next le- next level. Mariah Carey. Yes. All still, these still, Still killing the game. <laughs> still killing the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her. Sade. Yes. Absolutely love Sade's music. Yes to Sade. I've think it would be super cool if we played a Sade track. Which Sade track do you reckon we should play now? Sweetest Taboo? Yeah, let's go for it. Day, honestly, you cannot beat her. So good. So good. Just so elegant and just kind of effortless and, yeah, timeless. I absolutely love her music. So, EP is next. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about what we can expect. Can you give us any kind of hints to any of the sounds or any of the topics of the 
songs that you're going to be talking about? Uh, there's no name just yet. Um, that's the next fun thing to work out. Um, so if anyone listening, if you've got a cool name that Alice could yeah. make her EP, then fire it yes, her way. Yes, please do. Um, the topics, again, it's all about relationships. A lot of <laughs> heartbreak. But I think I'm trying to maintain that kind of female-empowered um, message throughout the songs. Not all, like, just doom and gloom. There is a sense of hope. <laughs> <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> Alice, thank you so much for chatting with us today. It's been so nice to sit and hear so much about you. Yeah, and good luck you. with everything from here. Thank you so much for having me and all your support. It's been amazing. Thank you. No, you're so welcome. And for everybody that's listening, you can find Alice on Spotify, Apple Music and SoundCloud. And make sure you support her and stream her music as much as you can. And don't forget, issue four of Women in Pop is on sale now with Taylor Swift on the cover. We also have exclusive interviews with Astrid S, the winner of the BBC Sound of 2018 Sigrid, and Dami Im. Plus, we take a look back at the career of 80s megastar Kim Wilde and review the new Kylie album. So to find a retailer near you or to buy or subscribe, go online to womeninpop.com And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Women in Pop without any spaces. You can see some of the behind the scenes photos from today with our interview with Alice D. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. (laughs) 